Hi, you are listening to Encouraging Women for Christ, and I'm your host and Bible teacher, Courtney Silberman. Ladies, have you been looking for a simple, straightforward way to understand the book of Revelation? Well, join us today as we take this amazing book one verse at a time using easy-to-understand explanations and other verses in the Bible to go through this incredible book. I know you are going to leave each teaching blessed and refreshed in the Word of God and hopeful in what's to come as a follower of Jesus Christ. And hey, if you are just beginning your journey to understand what a relationship with Jesus is, please join us too. You will learn so much about Jesus' love for you and hear all about how you can enter into a personal relationship with God for yourself. Let's be excited together about the glorious future we have in Christ Jesus. And know we will be blessed, as Revelation 1-3 tells us, when we invest the time in learning the book of Revelation together. Welcome back to our study in the book of Revelation. We're in chapter 21. We are in the new heavens and new earth. We are at the end of the book. We are at the book ends on the other side of the Bible as uh, Genesis chapter 1 and 2 opened in a garden in the perfect creation of God. We are going to end the Bible in a garden slash city where righteousness alone dwells. So I'm going to read out of, Gen- out of Revelation chapter 21. Please feel free to follow along with me. I've provided a link for you. It's so helpful to look as I'm reading. It helps us to really understand the text. So let's dive in together. Okay, Revelation chapter 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are faithful, are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. 
Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man that is of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls each individual gate was of one pearl and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass but i saw no temple in it for the lord god almighty and the lamb are its temple the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine on it for the glory of god illuminated it it's the lamb is its light is its light and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gate shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you so much for chapter 21. We thank you so much for the promise of the new heavens and the new earth where righteousness dwells. Lord, we thank you so much that you want your people to understand your will. That is why you wrote it down in this book so that we can understand the end from the beginning. We're so grateful for how you poured out yourself Help us to understand this chapter today and apply it to our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are in chapter 21 where God has made all things new. This is such an inspiring chapter. It is such a chapter filled with hope. It is such a chapter filled with truth and mercy and righteousness and goodness and everything that is of God, everything that God intended all of his creation to be, man walking with God face to face together. And so let's go ahead and walk through this together and we are gonna see what God has planned at the end of time for all eternity. Okay, let's um, take a look at verse one. Um, John says, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth 
for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And look at verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And then verse 6, And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so this is the Lord God who has declared the end from the beginning. And this makes me think so much in Isaiah. Let's go back to Isaiah. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, just that speaks of how God ends all of this. I am in Isaiah 46, and we are going to read verses 9 through 10. So Isaiah 46, 9 through 10, and this is just such a beautiful picture of God's heart, his character, and what he alone can do. So it says, Isaiah 46, 9 through 10, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Look at verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. So that is how God sees things. He declares the end from the beginning, and that's where we are right now. We are at the end. And that's why going back to Revelation verse 20, uh, chapter 21, verse 6, look again what he says. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. And look at verse 7, he who overcomes shall inherit all these things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. God only multiplies. God only gives. God only pours out to those who would come to him and freely receive all the good things that he has. And it makes me... Um, think back in Genesis, back in chapter 2, God's will for Adam and Eve. Look what he did when he created the garden and he gave Adam and Eve all that they needed in the garden to live. L listen to God's heart in uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 16. Look what he says. He says, and the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. He is giving all of this to mankind. He pours out of himself. He calls man to himself to come and enjoy all the good things of God. It is a free gift of God that he pours out. And that's why back in Revelation chapter 21, 
He is saying in verse 6, I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. And so that's such an indication to him who thirsts. It is to us who acknowledge that we thirst and that we need something that this world cannot provide. This world cannot satisfy us. It is, um, it is a deception. It is a lie. It, it truly is the la-la land of Satan. It can never satisfy. It promises, but it never delivers. But God alone delivers. That's why he says, I will give um, of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. So when we acknowledge that we are thirsty for the things that this world cannot satisfy and we come to God, he will provide. That's his character. That's what he does. He provides. And then um, he says in verse 7, And he who overcomes shall inherit all these things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Now let's look in verse 8. Here is the contrast God provides so we can understand um, how he separates. He separates the light from the darkness, the darkness from the light. He says in verse 8, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So God separates. He is the separator of those who do not want this kingdom, who do not want to be a part of this, and he separates them out. And that's what we see in the new heavens and new earth. There is only righteousness, and we'll continue to see that as we finish this book. Okay, so let's um, let's continue on. So the verses we just read in chapter 21 verses 1 uh, through 8 really provide like the big picture framework and now let's think of where um, in those first verses where the camera was zoomed out on the new heavens and new earth and then let's start looking at the verses um, starting in verse 9 where the camera zooms in into the details of the new heavens new earth and new Jerusalem so it says in verse 9 then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven plagues came to me and talked with me saying come I will show you the bride the lamb's wife and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and he showed me the great city the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God having the glory of God her light was like a most precious stone like a jasper stone clear as crystal so here we see this angel and it's very interesting we have a contrast here because we saw a similar scene back in Revelation 17 so let's turn back to Revelation 17 for just a minute and show the contrast that God is displaying to us between wickedness and righteousness, between darkness and light. Okay, if we look in verse uh, Revelation 17, beginning with verse 1, listen to this. It says, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, on whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. So this was the same angel who came out 
um, the seven angels who had the seven bowls. So this was the set of angels that came out of the tabernacle of um, testimony in Revelation 15 verse 6. So that angel showed John at first the harlot and then he went and showed John um, the new heavens, new earth, the new Jerusalem um, in the new temple. So back in verse 9 again, I'm in Revelation 21 verse 9, it said, so we have this contrast now. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Um, so I love that about scripture. I love that God helps us to understand his will by showing us contrast and that is so much in the book of Revelation even as we get to the end here so that we can understand what goodness and evil is what righteousness and wickedness is what light and dark is okay so let's go a little bit more into detail about what the angel shows John so we're gonna pick up in verse 12 um, we will pick up in verse 12. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates. So this is the New Jerusalem. And 12 angels at the gates. And names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city was 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So how awesome is this for God to bring together Israel and the church into one in the new Jerusalem. For all eternity, the um, 12 angels at the gates, on the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Remember we talked about the 12 tribes of Israel back in chapter seven, where the names of the 12 sons of Jacob were there in chapter seven. Now we see in for all eternity, those names of those 12 sons of Israel will be written on the gates of the New Jerusalem. And then we also see that the wall of the city back in verse 14 um, had 12 foundations and then on the names of the 12 foundations of the city were the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So all the 12 apostles had their names on the city, on the foundations, and then along the gates of the city were the 12 names of the 12 sons of Israel. So it is the church and Israel coming together as one in Christ Jesus. And this is exactly what we saw in the book of Ephesians, the will of God. The apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians about the mystery of God where Jew and Gentile come together as one in one in Christ. So let's turn for just a moment to Ephesians chapter three and let's see this scene um, that, that the Apostle Paul talked about um, together when he was talking about the mystery of Christ being revealed. 
So let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2 and let's read um, starting in verse 11 and let's read down here to verse 18. So Ephesians chapter 2 verses 11 through 18. So this is Paul and he's writing to the Gentiles and he's telling them about them being brought into the covenant of Israel and how God made Jew and Gentile one in Christ Jesus. So it says, Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Verse 14, for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and those who were near, for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. That was Ephesians chapter 2 verses 11 through 18. So applying that back to the new Jerusalem here back, we see this principle at work for all eternity when we have the 12 names of the 12 tribes of Israel written on the gates and the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb on the foundations of the city because the 12 uh, the apostles went out and spread the gospel to the Jew first then to the Gentile and the church is primarily made up of mostly Gentiles with Jews as well in the church so we already had that coming together in one at the church age but this is talking about how at the end, we remember we talked about how the seven-year tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. And at the end of the seven-year tri seven tribulation, as Paul says in Romans chapter 11, all Israel, all remnant Israel will be saved. And then Jew and Gentile will be together as one once into the new heavens and new earth for all eternity. Um, and that is what we're seeing at play because God... Though he sent his son as the Messiah of Israel, Jesus came to be the savior of the whole world. His reconciliation for our sins at the cross was poured out not just for the Jew, but also for the Gentile, for the whole world. That is why God called Abraham out to be the father of many nations. Though Abraham was going to start the lineage of the Jewish people and the nation of Israel, and that's where the Messiah was gonna come from, Israel, the bloodline of Israel, it was going to be for all the nations so that Jew and Gentile would be one in Christ Jesus for all eternity. Isn't that just so 
beautiful God's heart and his plan for all of creation, for all his people to bring all the dispensations that we have looked at all throughout the Bible together in one in the new heavens and new earth. It is absolutely beautiful. So let's look at the, the beauty itself of this city as we pick up in verse 15. Um, and it says, and he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its wall. The city is laid out in a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with a reed, 12,000 furlongs, its length, breadth, and height are equal. So this is a tremendous city. It is a huge city all laid out in a square. And what's so interesting about the square orientation of this city, length, breadth, and um, height are all equal. So it's actually a cube if we want to talk geometry. Um, what's so beautiful about this city is that the, the square or the cube was actually how the Holy of Holies was in the temple. So the Holy of Holies are the most holy place in the very um, end pack room of the temple that, that the priest would go into and would only be allowed to go into the great high priest once a year on Yom Kippur during the Old Testament. This is now the new Jerusalem. It is the Holy of Holies for everyone whose name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life, both Jew and Gentile. So let's keep going in verse 17. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardis, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. Oh, how beautiful. Picture all those beautiful stones that are making up the foundation of the city. Absolutely breathtaking. And then it says the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. So the gates of the city are of the beauty of a pearl. Each gate of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. Absolutely breathtaking so, the, and the purity of all of these elements all of these stones all of these pearls all of this all of this uh, gold like transparent glass we can't even imagine the beauty of this city we cannot even imagine how perfect and holy and pure everything is about this city even all of the elements that make up the city itself the physical city itself absolutely astounding okay and so interesting look in verse look at verse 22 but i saw no temple in it for the lord god almighty and the lamb are its temple the city had no need of need of the sun or of the moon to shine on it for the glory of god illuminated it and its lamp and it, the lamb is its light 
So the glory of God itself is so bright. There's no need for a sun or a moon anymore. It's the glory of God that illumines the entire city where we will dwell. And it says in verse 24, And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. There shall, but there shall by no means enter anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So this is a place now where eternal, we have the eternal uh, dwelling place of God that will be forever and ever with the Lamb with God, seeing him face to face, the dwelling place of God with man for all eternity. So I just want to end uh, Revelation chapter 21 with an encouragement from the apostle Peter that he wrote in 2 Peter. So I'm in 2 Peter, verse thir- uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13. And this might be a memory verse that you might want to write down as we're finishing out the book of Revelation in chapter 21 and 22. I love this verse. Uh, Peter writes, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So that is what Peter was pointing the church to, to look forward to all the way to the new heavens and new earth where righteousness dwells, where we walk with God forever and ever. So thank you uh, so much for walking through this chapter with me. I hope that this was such a tremendous encouragement. I hope that the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God and the imagination as the gift of God He has given us um, to picture this beautiful dwelling place of God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. That is the description of this city and it's so exciting that God's people will dwell there together, Jew and Gentile in one for all um, for all eternity. And that is why God has put eternity into the hearts of men. This is our place. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And so I just want to ask you, do you know that you will be there? I pray that you do. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross for your sin and my sin, if you believe he went to the cross and died, for your sin. He was buried. He rose again on the third day and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved too. Your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life. You will be here with God dwelling with him for all eternity. Let's close out in prayer. Gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you make all things new. We are so grateful for the promise of perfect righteousness and eternity with God dwelling with him forever. And I just pray that this continues to be the hope 
that we put our hope, we put our joy, everything in the promise of God to be with us forever and ever in perfect relationship, just like it was meant in the garden in Genesis chapter one, chapter two of um, the beginning of the Bible. We thank you so much, God, that you never left us you maintained your promise to come and get us and save us and get us back to the garden with you to dwell with you forever. Thank you so much, Jesus. And we just want to praise you right now and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. I will see you next time for our last chapter in the book of Revelation. Thank you for listening to our teaching today on the book of Revelation. And if you are looking for more tools and resources from Encouraging Women for Christ, please visit our website at encouragedinchrist.org. We are here to help and encourage you on your journey to learning more about God through His Word.